welcome to the Hi. podcast. I don't know. I never know how to start these things. Howdy, y'all. Episode 62 coming at you. I don't know. Just, that sounds good. I like it all. I, hello. I like never knowing what's going to happen. I, I sit here and I count down. And then we just look at each other going, like, somebody will? has to say something. I always let you break the ice. Yeah. I, I, I don't know why. Just because. Just because. You were back in our, you should, it wasn't that long ago, a little over a year ago, like our first podcast or two, we had the whiteboard mm. and we had notes and like, talk about this first and then Those do were an intro. Times. And now we're like, you want to do it in five minutes? I mean, we have notes guys <laughs> yeah. for stuff, but like little, we had stuff way more planned out. It's a little, little less but, uh, logistics. But when you've done 61 of them, yeah. you get kind of used to like, That's we're true. just going to sit here and chat. That's true. I have to bring something up. Do you not like our setup? Oh, no. I do like our setup. I, I think it's pretty nice. Because we're staying back in my office. We're sitting on couches. I actually really out. like it. So do I. I just bring my computer and plug in and go. <laughs> no, our microphones just stay here. <laughs> no, I have to bring up something that is going to be a sore subject. Ooh. Burgers. We haven't eaten <laughs> any of them. I think, I really think we scarred ourselves. With the 19 burgers we came in a out day? of the gate way too hot. No, here's what here's what we'll do. <laughs> What's your thoughts? Is that just is that, is that I, your I one word? Just, I was just sitting here, and when you mentioned kind of the old days, I was like, yeah, "Oh, did. remember when we were going to do a burger challenge in 2021? We came in yes. hot with the burger challenge." So here's what we're going to do. <clears throat> we're going to eat 10 more burgers. Okay. The rest of the year, we got three months ish. To spread out. Eat 10 burgers. 10 burgers. <clears throat> There's no way. Sorry, guys. <clears throat> Sorry. There's no <laughs> way. <laughs> Think about burgers. I'm going to throw up over here. <laughs> um, there's no way that we can hit every pub burger, every restaurant, every whatever. We need your help. Okay. Crowdsourcing. In the, in the Birmingham area, what is the 10 best burgers that's not fast food? So we know we got Ashley Max because about twelve people. Seventy five people say Friday's Ashley, Ashley Max. Max. Got to go. We know we have to go to Chef Fon Fon. Chef Fon. That's Fon. just kind of it. I think Mugshot should be included. I think Mugshot should be included so that's as three well. Three of our ten. So we need like seven more that you're like, guys, this is the. I think we have to go to Jack Brown's. Yeah, for sure. The the hard part about Jack Brown's is so many toppings, so many different kinds of burgers. Which one are we gonna eat? Now we would used to go to what's a namer, and it closed down. Like the little public in place. Oh, J. Clyde? J. Clyde. It's been closed for years now. It really has. But that was one of my favorite burgers in mm. town. So J. Clyde's out. So we have four burgers, guys, that we know. So that we think, in our heads, we think this is going to be some of the best burgers. We need six more. What do you, what do you think out We there? need six more places to go to. What is your, like your local? Is it... What's that? Uh, but there's like... You know, what's what, that a place in Mountain Brook right there before the you... The little pharmacy place? Mm-hmm. Or no, no. I'm thinking like Sneaky Pete's. No, <laughs> I've never been to Sneaky Pete's. Well, eight delicious. years of living here, never been. No, when you're going to the zoo, it's it's like just like Charbar Forty Seven or something. Yeah, like that. I've been there. Yeah, I think that's one of my favorite burgers. Really? Yeah, that I've had in the probably past three or four years. I so maybe there. so maybe Charbar. Maybe Charbar. So now we have five. Which is fun to say Charbar. Now we need five more. Like these are places I think have the best burgers. Yeah. So you guys, let us know. Hit us up. Text us, email us, write us, call us, send a pigeon. I don't care what you do. Just get us the message. So we're dedicated to 10 burgers. Looking at the calendar, there's about 10 weeks left in this year. Oh, yeah. We're going to have to double up. We're going to have to do one or two a week. There's also Thanksgiving. There's Christmas. There's stuff going on. Okay. 
But we can do this. We can do I'm it. I'm down for this Friday to go to Ashton Max. Ashton Max. All right. That's what, that one's been on the list. I'm down for this Friday. We have to go. We can bring our wives. Oh, a little date? Yeah, Mary Beth's done. Love it. Not What's, working on Friday? She never works on Fridays. Good for her. I mean, she works on the house. Like, I, th- I think it's a day off, and we end up having to, like, repaint stuff and build things <laughs> and organize stuff. Um, all right. I don't know. That's, that's it. Thank you yeah. for bringing burgers. We needed to do that. The, realistically, we're going to eat five burgers. Yeah. In the <laughs> let's, next be, let's be for real. But I'm down. I'm down to do that. Sweet. Um, Anything going on? You guys went camping? Yeah, it was great. How was it? You guys hit it like the night that it got cold. Yeah. The night that it was 40 degrees here. So it was great. Yeah. Just a touch. Just a touch cold. Yeah. You know, uh, and did y'all prepare and know that it was going to be that cold? Yeah, we did. Okay. Um, and with the one exception of I didn't go to sleep properly attired. And so I woke up in the middle of the night freezing. It was pretty cool. Like it was fine. What do you, what do you, what do you mean? I should have slept fully clothed with like socks on my feet, some sweatpants on. But it depends. Shirt, maybe even a little hat. But it depends on what you're in. Yes. If you're in a mummy sleeping bag, they say sleep naked. They say you would close off. Oh, goodness. Because <laughs> like your body heat just makes it like a little oven. Well, here's what you and the listeners need to know. When we go camping. You guys have air mattress. My wife brings two twin air mattresses <laughs> so that if I move, it's not disturbing her. Oh, air it's mattress. hard on air mattress. But she makes it up. Like a queen. Like a king bed. Oh, yeah. With sheets and comforters and everything. And I'm like, hey, whatever it takes to make you happy while we well, can. Well, that's true. So As long as she's there. That's right. You're like, hey, we'll we'll do it. We can do it. We, we can... go camping, but it's kind of like nice camping. Yes. You know, we're, you're driving up in your car, so you don't have to like pack in gear. Yeah. You just park and. Jug it where the water is right there? No, that one wasn't available. So we were, you know, uh, the other side of the lake. Not the other side. You guys just listened to me, Chris, talking about where to go camping. But where that pier is. Yeah. There's a little trail that runs back. There's some spots up there. That's where we were. Yeah. It was really nice. Very nice. Um, I know you guys have been wondering about our wiffle ball team. We Mm. have still not won a game. We're defeated. we have scored runs. We We got on the board. We scored four runs last week. Did you hear about this week? No. It's at Smith Farm. Oh, well, that'll be easy. Our games are at Smith Farm Not this that week. it wasn't easy already, but... Yeah, but I think maybe you should drive the hauler over. Okay. Well, we have responsibilities, right, since we're the first game? How does that change if what it's in a hole? Hold- I think you're supposed to, like, help put out trash cans or they're, whatever. I, I have know. no idea. They're doing it now. Okay. They're, like, cutting grass. Like I think I'm going to try to go cut grass over there. How about You do have a big, nice riding lawnmower. I'm going a, I'm to a George Jones it and drive it all the way over there. You are not. Yeah, why not? That's hilarious. Um, so, with a ball, guys, we'll keep you posted. We're not great at it. No. Stink bug. Oh, like, hi, little buddy. Um, all right. Hey, let's said, let's go and jump in. We guys been said stick bug, and I was like, well, that would be quite exotic. That would in be the stink. We have a lot of stink bugs yeah, in, our, in our church. Um, all right, we didn't have anything to start with, and we just been rambling. Um, That's a, we haven't rambled in a while, so it's very true. And we haven't got any complaints about not rambling, so people probably <laughs> liked that. But yeah, it's our podcast. I'm sure people are like, hey, I like your solo one. It was 15 minutes. Can you all just do that again? 
No. No. We're just a. We're now making this one over an hour. <laughs> we can't. I got things to do today. Um, all right. Hey, we're going to jump into a new series, and, and I'm going to be 100% open and honest with you. It's always good. Open and honest with you guys. In about two weeks, I think the first weekend of November, I am speaking at our fall retreat. We have our student fall retreat um, going on, and really, we have a lot of younger students in our student ministry. 6th, 7th, and 8th grade. And as I was trying to forming and thinking about our fall retreat, theming, what are we going to learn and kind of dive into, uh, I had one thing just kind of keep hitting me in the head over and over again. And it was like, keep it simple, stupid. Like, what what do you think these 6th, 7th, and 8th graders, I mean, and our whole student ministry and myself and yeah. our adults and volunteers, <clears throat> what do they need to hear? Like, yeah. if you were to get to the root of the gospel and of Jesus, what is it? And mm-hmm. it's, we should love people like Jesus loved. Yeah. And just to kind of start off there. Yeah. Um, and so that's what we're doing. And so because I am doing three to four sessions on this at our church or at our camp, we're going to be talking about this too. Cause as I started going through, we have a book called love like that five relationship secrets from Jesus. Now the bottom at, I don't really like the relation. I don't really like that title <laughs> at the bottom of it, but love like that is really good. Um, yeah. and, and it's by Dr. Les Parrott. We, we had to look up. How we to had say to that. spend a lot of time on how to say his last name. We, Perot. Thought, it, we thought it was Perot. 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 But we came up with Parrott. Yes. Uh, but you guys can buy this book on Amazon. He has like 700 other books that he's written. Hmm. Um, he's written a lot of good stuff, uh, but love like that. And so really as it, as it kind of starts off, um, he uses this from Ephesians 5-2 in the message. Mm. Um, it says, observe how Christ loved us. His love was not cautious, but extravagant. He didn't love in order to get something from us, but to give everything of himself to us. Mm. Love like that. Yeah. Like learning to love like Jesus. And so um, if you are new to Christianity, if you have been a Christian your entire life, if you are um, a theological scholar or you are a fifth grader and you're like, what's up with this? I I, I don't think this is um, beneath anybody. Mm. I think you could be anywhere in your Christian walk and read these things and go, I need to love better. Yeah. I need to love more. I just need to do this. Yeah. This is not a checklist item where you like reach some sort of level of love where you're like, yep, nailed it. Uh, and I think you're going to say this later. It's like, this is a decision you make every day, right? This is something that you have to wake up and decide that I'm going to kind of put, put aside my selfishness and, mm-hmm. and yeah. my limited perspective. And I'm just going to love really well today. And, and my if, voice is sounding kind of deep. I'm just, just going to let that ride. <laughs> I got something in mind today. Um, and if you were to read the Bible, if you were to read the gospels, um, and hopefully you will, and you have, um, yeah, check those out. When you got Matthew, Mark, <laughs> Luke, John, when you, when you look at the stories of Jesus and you go, wait a minute, I'm supposed to love like Jesus loved. Mm. And then you start reading it. Yeah. You're like, and then you're supposed to read how Jesus taught us to love and yeah. to treat people. You're like, is this even feasible? Yeah. Right. Like there, there is a lot in this where you're, you're, I don't know if this is actually doable. Mm. Right. Like, I don't know if I can turn the other cheek, yeah. go the extra mile. Yeah. Um, love your enemies mm. like go this way and it's like uh uh-uh. can i do this and you're like well of course jesus did it because he's the son of god it's like but he believed that we can do it as well that yeah. was the call to us yeah um 
And so for us to kind of reevaluate what it means to love, like it's not like, oh, just be a good person. It's something deeper. Mm. It's something bigger. Uh, and I don't know if we see a lot of that today. Yeah. I don't know if we see a lot of um, loving like Jesus loved in our everyday life. Yeah. I think we see a lot of good stuff. Yeah. But like pure and true in this, you're like, I don't know if I really have that. I think we would definitely notice it if we did. And I think you kind of hit on something there like it's supernatural. It's yeah. like beyond the capabilities of a human. And so it's like in in coming here and establishing this new kingdom, Jesus was making this new humanity that is capable of loving in this way that regular everyday people just aren't capable of. Um, so it is supernatural and I think, um, it would be noticed. Yeah. If, I mean, it was like the person that pops out is like mother Teresa, mm. right? Like that's someone that you're like, no, yeah. I think that she was about as close as you could come mm. to loving others like Jesus loved. Yeah. Um, but there's, it's just a few people. Now we know people in our lives that you're like, Hey, they're awesome people. They're kind people. They're loving people. Mm. But I don't know if I would put them up as like, Oh, well they're loving just like Jesus. Cause it is hard. Yeah. But being a Christian isn't about doing easy things. It's about living a, um, totally different deal. Yeah. Um, and it's a little bit harder Yeah, for sure. um, to do that. So in this book, he, um, in this book, he kind of goes over five different ways. Um, he kind of goes over uh, five different things, right? So like the you know, book title, Five Relationship Secrets from Jesus. <laughs> but he really says these are five things that will um, help us to do this. One, it's to be mindful, yeah. which we're going to talk about that today. Uh, to be approachable, mm. to be graceful to be bold and to be self-giving. Yeah. And if we kind of work on these five things, and again, I, what I really like about this book and the way this is kind of is broke down is when you say, all right, go and love more, yeah. just go and do this. You're like, that's a big statement. Yeah. But here's, okay, no, here's five things that you need to work on. Yeah. Oh, okay, good. Now I got some things to work on and you may be really good at some of these things and you may be like, oh, I need to work a little more on some extra ones here. Um, but this first one, what we're going to talk about today is this idea of just being more mindful Yeah, of just kind of opening your eyes, um, opening your heart, opening your mind into where God is kind of moving you. Um, until about the 1990s, there's a little stat here in this book they talk about until the, about the 1990s, scientists assumed that only the brain sent information to the heart. Yeah. So I thought there's only a one way deal, right? Like the I don't even know how it works. I'm not a doctor, I'm not a neurologist, <laughs> but the brain receptors and all the things like would go down to the heart. Um, but now they have changed and said that the heart actually sends messages up to the brain. Mm. Um, it's called blood pressure waves that reaches and energizes every cell of the brain, influencing emotions and other activities such as attention, perception, memory, and problem solving. Now, there's probably some neurologists and people reading this going, you kind of got that wrong, but it's fine for us. We're yeah. going to say great. Work. Uh, right. So, but we always thought that it was just head full down. But what we see now is that there's more of this connection between your heart and your mind, mm. that these two are linked back and forth, sending messages back and forth to each other. Um, so when Jesus talks about 
or when we talk about like loving people and to be mindful and to be thinking, it, it, it is this deeper calling of this pulling from the heart and pulling from the brain where it's not just one or the other, that they work back and forth, yeah. you know, with one another. Yeah, that's good. In this, you know, it, if you ever heard this deal of like, you know, like my heart aches mm. for you and you're yeah. like, well, that's not, or like, or like my heart goes out to you or open your heart. You kind of have these type like languages. You go, oh, those sound good. But no, there's actually like, <laughs> like real things that are happening when your heart aches, mm. that it is being sent to your head and it is a real thing that kind of happens. Um, and I think Jesus knew this. He knew the matter of loving people from the heart mm. also comes from the mind as well. Yeah. And also putting those two together is, um, Putting those two together in that as well, putting it there. Um, have you seen, or just being mindful? Have you seen? Now this was big. I don't know when YouTube came out. Do you remember when YouTube came out? I don't. I remember E bombs world. So there's E bombs world. I remember the first video that I saw on YouTube, which is what probably Lazy Sunday. Oh. Like the SNL skit, and that yeah. was probably the first viral video that really got big. Yeah, there's also like the Chocolate Rain guy. I feel that like sang. Chocolate Rain was pretty high. Was up big. There, there was like the panda sneezing, you know, like the little <laughs> yeah. baby panda, and like yeah. scared the. There's probably in that too. So that um, those, uh, but I remember this back in the day, uh, probably like early 2000s. They made this video um, back in 1999. Harvard made this video called the invisible gorilla. Have you ever seen this? I don't think so. I'll have to show it to you. And maybe we might put a link into YouTube. We can do that in our show notes. It's this, it's this awesome video. Say awesome. It's this cool video called uh, the invisible gorilla. Now I'm going to tell you about it. And when you see it, you're, you, you've already been spoiled to it, <laughs> but you get to show it to a friend. You, you, the listeners, but basically they said that our, our minds are so kind of one track that we get focused on one thing that we can't really see other things around it. So they have, um, there's been a lot of different variations of this, like uh, gorilla, there's been moonwalking bears, there's been all these things, but it's basically like these two teams, like a red team and a blue team, basketball players. And they'll say, how many times does the blue team pass the ball? So you're just watching and it's all these like, 12 different people just moving around the screen yeah. and in the middle of it, there'll be this gorilla that just walks through and stops <laughs> and looks now go. It's someone in a costume. Uh, and then just keeps walking and they've yeah. done it where it's like moonwalking bears and all this stuff. And at the end of it, they're like, so how many they're like, Oh, 12, 12 times. I saw it. And they're like, okay, did you see the bear <laughs> or the gorilla? People are like, what are you talking about? Yeah. And they'll show it again. And they're like, you, you are, Showing me a different video. Like, yeah. No, it's the same one. You were just one track mind. So focused, yeah. On this deal that you couldn't even see yeah. that around you. Right. Um, and I love that, uh, of that, that we are not as in tune to our environment as we think we are. Yeah. Do you think that's a problem or, or you know, that's a cause or we are so one track that we're not even looking at our environment? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think there's some obvious problems out there that are easy to identify, you know, being so overly focused on your career, overly focused on, you know, politics or kids activities or whatever that you're not paying attention to what's going on around you. But I'll throw one other in there and 
us working in ministry, I think we can get so focused on our ministry tasks that we can also miss opportunities to love well. So it's not just the easy, low-hanging fruit I'm going to pick on, you know, career folks and families that are running around, but it's like we, we can absolutely do this too and be so focused on whatever job it is that we think we've got to do that day that we miss opportunities to love well and uh, to interact with people who are all around us. Well, I, I'm going to jump ahead because what you just said makes me going to jump ahead to the end of our lesson. We're not going to finish up here, but the, but the end of our talk of – that reminds me of the Good Samaritan. Yeah, exactly. Right? Like that's that reminds me of the Good Samaritan. Um, in Luke 10, we're not going to read it. Um, or do you have it? It's Luke 10. I guess I can pull it up. I get it. I probably should have had that. Um, basically, it, it, in, in, in Luke 10, you have this parable and the story of the Good Samaritan. And we'll go through all the different people of the priest. And was it the priest, the Levite, and the Samaritan? Yeah. The priestly Levite and Samaritan. And who's on the side of the road? I should know this. I just read this the other day. Uh, but the priest, Levite, and Samaritan on the side of the road. A man. It just says this a is man. a man. <laughs> is walking past, and the priest doesn't look at the guy. It's Luke 10 what? Uh, starting in <clears throat> 25. Okay. Luke 10, starting in 25. You have the story of this man on the side of the road. It looks like he was beaten up, bloodied, not, not in really good shape. And you have these guys. You have this priest who you would think is the holy, holy guy that he's going to see him and take compassion and love on him. Yeah. He just keeps on going. Then you have a Levite who is, again, another holy guy, passes him by. Then then you have the Samaritan who uh, they did not. They hated each other's guts. They were not (laughs) friends. Like, it's hard for us to really express the uh, the division that was between the Samaritans. We the like Jews. make jokes and be like, oh, what's like an Auburn fan and Alabama fan? It's it's more no. like a Nazi and a Jew. Yes. <laughs> like I mean, they hated each other are, that yes, much. Yeah. It, that's, that I, was, I may have gone too far. I don't know. But like, <laughs> no, it's it was, really, it was, yeah. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's not like, oh, they just don't like each other. Basically, they hated each other. Jesus is making the point. Think about the person you hate the most in this world. He's the hero of the story. Yes. That's what, that's yes. the point. And then he stops. He takes care of the man. And then he brings him into town. And then yeah. he gets him in an inn. And they take care of him. He says, I'll pay for everything. I'll pay for more and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, but these Levi, this priest in this Levite, like you think, of course, of course he, of course they would stop. But yeah. they're so tracked. There is also a study. Um, there was these... Uh, um, well, I'm going to go back to Harvard. We're getting fancy today. We're back to Harvard. I am impressed. Harvard Theological Seminary, Divinity School, Preacher School, whatever you want to call it, high class, Bible learning. Um, <laughs> the A teacher was teaching them about this and said, class, and I don't know if it was a preaching class or just a divinity class, and said, you have to give us a sermon about this. Mm. And they said, okay. He said, it's going to be on the other side of campus at this hall. We can't use our room. It's at this hall. But it's going to be a better place for you to give this. So he did it. He um, hired actors to be on that path between their classroom and that hall that they had to walk across campus that were down and out, that needed help, that looked like they needed somebody. And they said almost nobody stopped. Yeah. But all of these people were so on track to be like, I got to teach this. I have to get a grade. Let me get this. Where are my notes? And they were so into their ministry, which preaching God's word is great. 
But if we are so worried about just doing our own task at hand, we forget the environment and the things around us. Yeah. That's, that's more important. Yeah. How, how that story starts in Luke 10 is really interesting too. And, and goes right along with this, like an expert in the law. So this is somebody who's focused on the law stands up and he asked, he, he asked Jesus, you know, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus throws it back on him. He's like, what is the, what does the law say? Like, how do yeah. you read it? And he answers correctly. He says, love the Lord, your God with all your heart, with all your soul, with all your strength and with all your mind and your neighbor as yourself. Yeah. So instead of taking that second part and making it as expansive as you can and saying, who all can I include as my neighbor? Like, how can I make my love so uh, big? He flips it around and he's like, who's my neighbor? He want, He's so focused on the rules that he wants to know who he's obligated yeah. to love. That's a whole different mindset. And then Jesus goes to tell him, Think of the the person you hate most in the world. That's your neighbor, and <laughs> he almost turns around. So you're so he wants to know who's in this bubble, who's mm-hmm. in my circle that I'm required. Who to do love. I have to love? And Jesus says, "Well, let's think about who's outside of your bubble." Yeah, nobody. Yeah, that's right. Nobody's outside of that circle. That's the point. Yes. Yeah. Where it's like, well, of course they would be outside my bubble because yeah. uh, like, they're in it. They're in it. Everyone is in it. Yeah. Everyone is in that bubble of just having to love. And so us kind of refocusing um, our minds. And, and again, we're not going to get into um, your cell phones are distracting and this. And they all are. Yeah. You, you know the ways that you are distracted from good things or bad things. Picking your kids up from school, going to get food, um, doing all these things, your job in ministry, whatever it may be. Great. We're not saying that you are wasting your time or you might be, but it may be like, Oh, I just sit around and I just play video games for 12 hours a day. Like Mm. you may be wasting some time. (laughs) Um, nothing. I don't like a good video game or two, but who does you may be, (laughs) you may be wasting (laughs) your time, but you know how you are distracted and how your, your mind is not set on these things. Mm. And, you know, we talk to our students, we talk to, um, you know, just people about this, about having a Jesus lens mm. of just kind of like seeing the world through Jesus' eyes. And Jesus' eyes sees the people on the sides and the peripheral. He, it's not so blinders on, yeah. you know, like a horse has blinders and says, hey, don't look at everything else. Just focus on this path. Yeah. Jesus says, look outside your path. Yeah. Look around you. Um, you know, I think it's funny. In, in the Gospels, it says uh, that Jesus saw over 40 times yeah that like he his his I means he was always looking his eyes were open it yeah. wasn't over 40 times people walked and stepped in front of jesus yeah. and stopped yeah um no it's for that he was had his eyes open um i love this quote by robertson davies it says the eye sees only what the mind is prepared to comprehend mm. So we talk about being mindful. It's not just, okay, open your eyes. It's open your eyes and open your heart. Again, those two are yeah. highly connected for a d- day-to-day to say, God, I want to see you today. I want to see your love and your glory and your mercy and your grace. I want to see you today. Yeah. I want to be in all of you. I want to have all these, uh, um, um, oh, what did I call it? Marveling. Marveling. I want to marvel at you today, but also <laughs> I want to, <laughs> hey, what did I call that? <laughs> and Marveling. I knew though. <laughs> <laughs> and you knew what it was. And it's not, it's not only I want to see God today, but 
God, let me see what you want me to see to show love to others. Um, are, is your heart prepared? And that's what we talk about. This Mm. is a daily deal, right? Mm -hmm. Daily. Are you opened up? That's a mindset. Ooh, mindset. Mindful. Mindful set. Mindful set. Uh, to say, okay, here's what we're going to go. Here's what we're going to do with this. Yeah. Um, uh, and then in that, when it talked about Jesus seeing over 40 times, it was almost always that he was moved with compassion. Mm. Again, this mind and heart matter are yeah. built together. Like what breaks your heart? Mm. What, what do you see? Like, what do you need to see? Mm. This may be a different question. I don't even have this down, bro. This is <laughs> a different question. At what scale, I don't want to get too deep on this. I don't want to start crying either. At what, <laughs> at, 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 what is the level of hurting in your heart that you see that's going to cause you to move mm. and to have compassion and do something about it? Yeah. I mean, surely if we saw a young child by themselves crying mm. in the street, on the this in Walmart, wherever, just like bought like, I'm going to move because I'm like, oh, no, a child is in danger or needs help. I'm going to do that. Yeah. So we kind of have that, right? They try to pull on your heartstrings with all these like commercials about dogs and you can yeah. feed them for like seven cents a week or something. I don't, I don't know what it is. And the one-eyed dog. Yeah, right. I'm like, oh, why don't you do this? Oh, they'll do that with like the pound or whatever. Like, yeah. would you come adopt this old 100-year-old dog? <laughs> right. They have all these things, but... They, but that doesn't appeal to me. I, I mean, my two dogs were like rescues, but... yeah. I'm not rescuing 30 dogs. Yeah. Um, at what level mm. do you think that we're called to move? Yeah. Um, <laughs> I think that we have the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And I, I really, I, it's hard, it's hard to think broadly about, yeah. so I can kind of only speak to my own experience. But uh, when I encounter a situation like that, the spirit either compels me to do something or say something or be something or it doesn't. And yeah. I really trust that feeling. Um, and wow, hard to articulate so, to yeah, a I'm, listening audience. I was about to say like, like what that means to me, but I do think that there's like wisdom in and, I, and mindfulness plays a huge role in that. Like, to know that there's a spirit within you right. that's this guiding. Is... And so when I see someone on the side of the road or I see someone broken down or whatever, I've already got in my head spirit. You know, are you calling me to move in on this or yeah. or or not? And that takes practice and years and time and it's really easy to ignore too super easy to ignore (laughs) well and then we also talk about us just being busy and not being focused we can make like we are so um we are so agenda driven and yeah we missed schedule driven we are so schedule and agenda driven that we can make these excuses of like, well, I can't stop on this person on the side of the road because yeah. I got to get to, I got to, come on. I mean, if I had nothing to do today, surely I would help them yeah. out. And we kind of use that as an excuse. So it's easy to ignore the spirit moving because we can pile on our own agenda and schedules and all these things and right. say no. Um, 
But but I think that's good. I think this part of being mindfulness and your heart breaks and your heart aches and if you're at school, if you're at work and you um, are just wherever and you hear somebody or you see something and you get that. And for me, when you get that first initial gut reaction is like, go. Yeah. And you're like, oh, wait a minute. Why did I want to go do that? <laughs> and it's like, I, to me, I'm right with you. I think that's yeah. a spirit saying you need to be. And that doesn't mean spend the next 12 hours with that person. Yeah. That might just be like, just see what's up. Yeah. Um, and they'll let you know. And, and then, and, and then again, you're mindful of the situation and what they need and how you can help and what's best for yeah. that. Um, but if you feel that pulling on the heart and you just feel that go, sometimes it's hard to say no to that, yeah. or maybe it's easy to say no to that. I yeah. don't know. It's, you know, once you kind of realize that that's a spirit moving, you're like, okay. Yeah. All right. Well, I think we say this a lot too, and I think it's important to say, like, when you listen to that spirit and you enter into some of those situations where people may are yeah. in various, various stages of crisis or whatever, it's not always going to go well. Like, yeah, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. It's like you might have an uncomfortable experience and that's okay. Like... I mean, again, yeah, we say this all the time. Like, he just wants you to be faithful. Yeah. He doesn't want you to. You don't have to be successful su- in some worldly. He wants like, you to be faithful in it, and, and and it and it may be. Well, you have to redefine what you think is successful. Yeah, that's right. right? Kingdom success. Not. Yeah, I mean, and it, it, even you just being, and you can talk to a person and be like, "Yeah, I need like five thousand dollars right this second. You're like, "Well, I can't help so you I, out. That's not me, bro. Yeah, that's not me. But I can't pray for you. Yeah. Like, and I want you to know that I care for you. Yeah, but. Or it's, hey, I need a meal right now. Well, that could feed you. Yeah, yeah. Or I need this. Can I use your cell phone? I need help. Like, okay, there's things that you can do. So don't think about successful as in the person you're I'm going to go baptize this person right now. <laughs> so so don't think that successful is you fixing that person's problem immediately. Yeah. Because that may not happen. Yeah. Or that you're going to baptize that person right then. <laughs> right? And then they're going to be a church planner or do something like that. Right? Like that's, that may not be it. Yeah. What is successful is you obeying the spirit. And love be faithful yeah. to it and love them. Um, we can't determine all the, yeah, all all the ways there. Um, so being mindful in that. Another story, which is one of my favorite stories, I can go off on this next Bible story forever. Um, is uh, Luke nineteen? You got Zacchaeus. He was a wee little man. And a wee little man was he? He. Uh, <laughs> was there like a Bible translation that called Zacchaeus like a wee little man? Where did that song come from? That sounds very Irish. It was a wee little man. I think we and he kind of rhyme, and they just go <laughs> together with that. A small man was he? Like, I don't know. A tiny man. <laughs> uh, so you have Zacchaeus. If you don't know the story, that's okay. It's in Luke nineteen. Go find it uh, in your in your Bible. Uh, basically, you have Jesus walking through this town. There's a crowd of people. A lot of people follow Jesus, walk with him, want to hear him kind of has this one he has his 12 with them and then he has his other people that just yeah. want to be around jesus you have zacchaeus zacchaeus is a chief tax collector bad guy now for us really can okay yeah he works for the irs mm, that's not quite what it is <laughs> um he um worked for the government but basically what the government said is you owe us this amount of money or like each person does yeah. so get taxes but if you take more it's yours yeah we don't care what you do. We just want our money. If you want to take more and give it to yourself, great. Yeah. And Zacchaeus was good at it. Yeah. Really good at it that he was the chief tax He's collector. He's number one. So he was super rich, stole a lot of money, 
Everyone hated him. Yeah, I mean, think about who he's collecting taxes for. Yeah. This is for the Roman yeah. government who yeah. is occupying the Jewish yeah. territory. Yeah. Like, he's a traitor to yes. his people. He, people hate him. He's, he's a, a Jewish person who is working for the occupying force. And getting rich off getting of it. Getting super rich, abusing people. Yes. Um, treating people badly. So, like, this is this guy... It's just like this Good Samaritan story. Yeah. Like this is the worst of the worst. Yeah, and so he is a wee little man. We don't know how small he was, but little apparently man he was. Yeah, it <laughs> been little man syndrome. That might be a there's something to that. There might be a series about little man syndrome in the Bible. Of I don't know. <laughs> Nothing else pops in my head, but we'll see. Um, so he was a small guy, and it says that he just wants to see Jesus. Yeah. He doesn't want to like, he, I just want to see, I just want to put eyes on Jesus. Yeah. So he goes to a sycamore tree, goes to a tree and he climbs the tree. Then he walks, uh, the Jesus goes. And if you read, I don't have the, I don't have it open to right now, but Jesus says when he goes to the spot, he sees Zacchaeus. Mm. Um, Jesus sees him and says, uh, I think verse seven is it? And then when he saw it, oh, no, 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 no. Verse five. And he looked up and said to him, so Jesus looked up again. This is a seeing deal. Yeah. Jesus had his eyes on the people around him in the area, in the environment. And then boom, he sees a wee little man in a tree yeah. and says, Hey, Zacchaeus come out of that tree. Now, I don't know how you, again, I didn't do this story when I was a kid, but there's always a negative tone to this, right? You come down from there. It's like, like come nah. out of that tree. There was never anything negative. Yeah. It was Zacchaeus, come out of this tree. Yeah. I'm going to go to dinner at your house tonight. Yeah. I'm going to be with you. And verse seven, and when they saw it, they all grumbled. Like when the people saw that, wait a minute, Jesus, who we put up in this high standard, he's going to look at Zacchaeus and say, I'm going to your house. People grumbled. They're like, well, I'm, I'm better than him. Yeah. Jesus didn't take into account the social, religious, cultural currency yeah. and all that stuff with it. He's like, this is a man. And what I love in this book, this is, you know, this is not for me is, um, um, when others see, or Jesus saw Zacchaeus, a man who sold his soul for money, who was empty and alone, a man who no longer wants to live life, of a dishonesty and greed. Like Jesus saw, he wants to change. Um, they saw a broken, crooked man, but he saw a child of God. Yeah. He goes, we know that you want to change. And over and over again, Jesus um, sees people differently than everybody else. Right. When others see a paralyzed man, Jesus saw faith. When, when others saw a political traitor, Jesus saw a new disciple. Others saw crowds of, of harassing people. Jesus saw people being harassed. Others saw sinners. Jesus saw people in need of mercy. Mm. Like it just changed his, his whole filter was, I'm not going to see what society sees. I'm going to see people in a new light. And yeah. just like Zacchaeus being mindful of there's somebody here that wants to change and somebody that needs me. And who is that? Oh, it's Zacchaeus. Mm. Even the person everyone hates. Yeah. I'm still here for him. Yeah. Um, and I love that. Yeah, I just, I just said, there's way more in that story that we can go into, but um, for us to love like Jesus, I think we need to not be so agenda driven. Yeah, I think we need to have clear eyes, full hearts. Yeah, <laughs> I think we need to pull a little 
you know, Friday Night Lights into it. We need to like open our eyes. And Openness. Say, Open heart, open open uh, eyes. Yeah, open agendas, open calendars. Sometimes to not be so rigid. Yeah, we 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 make some some flash decisions. We we interact with people and we're like, yes, no, we're moving on, we're moving in, you know, just based on surface stuff. Yeah, but Jesus just didn't do that. Like he walked around with his eyes open to what people could be. Not, not what they are. And then like, you know, Zacchaeus was a bad dude. Yeah, he's a turd. But he sits down to dinner with Jesus. Yeah. And he comes away with that completely changed. He like, says, I'm changing. I'm giving all the, I'm repaying everybody times two. Like yeah. I'm giving all the rest of my money to the poor. He changed his whole life. And Jesus is still kind of doing that same thing now. But we're the ones who invite people to sit down with Jesus. Jesus yeah. is still the one who changes hearts you know and and produces this radical transformation in people's lives just got to get folks to sit down with them for a minute and that's that's being mindful that's being open to the world around you yeah and and i think throwing away you know all of our worldly agendas and again take care of your family take care of your job like yeah. do all those things but like all of that can be a healthy part of yes and it is it yeah it's all good stuff it's just prioritizing well and i think that our I think that our base foundation of that is still worldly. Mm. I got to get to my job. I got to make money. I got to work. My kids have to get grades. I got to go to school. Yeah. That's all good stuff. I think that the foundation is kingdom. Mm. And so when you drive and go to Walmart is your foundation, kingdom thoughts. Yeah. How am I seeing God? How am I marveling? And, and how am I keeping my eyes open? And yeah. you may do this and not see anything. I know I've told this story. I know I've told the story preaching before and classes. And I know I probably told us on this, but there was a um, youth minister in Nashville named Danny Gregg, been doing it for years. Awesome dude. He, he would tell the story of whenever he would go to a store, wherever it may be, he would sit in his car and he, and he said he didn't do this every single time, but he tried to be mindful of it. And he said, he'd sit in his car and say, God, let me see what you want me to see today. And let me be your hands and feet and just help out and where I need to be you in this store. Yeah. And, and just whatever it is. And he was like, nine times out of 10, I had an interaction with mm. somebody because yeah. my eyes were open. He goes, I just tried to just remember. And he's like, if I see somebody hurting, if I see somebody in need and he goes, and it wasn't always the biggest, grandest thing, but like I at least showed something And and for us having that daily reminder. Yeah. How are we opening our eyes to that? Yeah. Um, I think that's a prayer that God loves to answer. Yeah, right? I think that, you know, a lot of times our prayers can kind of get mixed <laughs> up in all sorts of personal, yeah. selfish things. But, like, if you ask God to give you eyes to see, I, I think that's a prayer that God really loves to hear and to answer. Especially when it's God, let me see your people yeah. where they need you and let me just be there. Yeah. And it's like, he's like, oh, yeah. He's like, there's plenty uh, yeah, of that. You got that, man. He was yeah. like, there's a lot of people that yeah. need me. Um, we get to chance to partner with the spirit and God to get to do that. Yeah. Uh, to love like that, to love like Jesus did in some form or fashion. You're not going to be perfect at it. Neither are we. It takes time. It takes prayer. It takes practice. It takes, it takes like community to, uh, to, um, to uh, encourage each other yeah, to challenge say, and, on, and inspire. Yeah. yeah, for sure. Um, and if you can't, so here's your challenge. I'm going a, I'm to a throw this out. He's throwing. At the end of this session, at the 
end of this um, series, which may be three or four weeks. Yeah. So basically, we're going to put to one, two, three. So maybe by like November 11th. Right? I, I, I don't know where it's at. I'm just going to look at the calendar and put November 11th on the board. Okay. If you, And we don't need to hear about this. This is not going to be me going to ask you guys to respond and call or <laughs> text or whatever. But um, if by November 11th you don't have a encounter with somebody mm. where you haven't gone out of your agenda and out of your calendar and out of your way and yeah. out of your deals to just take just to, just to meet somebody where they are. You're not praying that hard enough yeah. or you're not opening your eyes enough. Cause I promise you from now to November 11th, if you have that prayer every day, God, I want to see you and you open your eyes everywhere you go. You're going to find something. You're going to yeah. find multiple things. Yeah. So that's my challenge to you by November 11th. Do this, right? Don't be scared. You can do it. No fear. No fear. No fear. We're like a no fear shirt. No fear sticker. I wish I had a no fear shirt. Um, yeah, you can do this. Um, if you want to tell us about it, great. If not, who who cares? It's just all about you and God and you yeah. just being hands and feet to open your ass to him. That's right. Is that cool? Works for me. All right, buddy. Um, well, hey, you guys have a good Thursday, episode 62. Here you go. Hopefully you're encouraged. Again, you can get this book, Dr. Les Parrott, Love Like That. It's on Amazon. It's out there, folks. It's out there. You can find it pretty easy. Um, it's not hard. We have we have the internets. That's true. It may be at Barnes & Noble if those exist anymore. I'm not sure. Or BAM. Books a million. Books a million. Books one million. Uh, well, hey, guys. Like, review, subscribe, rate. Uh, I don't know. Do your job. Do all those things. Uh, and we will catch you all next week. Bye. See you.